Hello, everybody, and welcome to Blaze Radio. My name is Jake Brown, and I am here with Kenji Ito for our first broadcast, live broadcast of Best of the West. Uh, so this is our eighth total episode. You can view our other seven on Spotify right now. Um, but good morning, guys. Uh, let's go over uh, the three teams that faced, uh, that had games last weekend. Uh, for a quick recap of the wild card, the San Francisco 49ers defeated the Dallas Cowboys 23-17. to And the LA Rams had a commanding win over the Cardinals 34-11. to so now let's start off with some news from the uh, L.A. Rams and Kenji. Let's take it away. So uh, as you just mentioned, uh, the L.A. Rams had a commanding win over Arizona Cardinals. And we just want this Rams segment to be opinion-based, right? So the first like kind of question is that were the Rams like truly dominant? Or were the Cardinals just, like, did they just have a pat, bad performance? Or were they just bad overall? Well, I think, in my opinion, I think that the Cardinals have been in a downtrend ever since the game against the Packers, uh, where A.J. Green forgot how to play football mm-hmm. uh, for a play. And ever, sen- and ever since then, uh, it's just, you know, the Cliff Kingsbury trend where they just suck in the second half. Uh, no matter what teams he's coached, whether it's Texas Tech or Arizona. And I think the frustration from going 7-0 and to now being first-round playoff exits and not even putting up a fight against another team that was kind of in a downward trend uh, is very frustrating if you are a Cardinals fan. Yeah, like I totally agree with you, and we will talk about the Cliff Kingsbury section uh, like in the later half of the show. But I think, you know, it's a mixture of both, you know, like the weapons that the Rams have there. It's it's like you took the Cowboys, everything, even though we all hate the Cowboys <laughs> and you took them to like another level. Right. Like we can all agree that Matthew Stafford is be- better than Dak Prescott. We can agree that. Um, I don't Cooper, know if I can agree with that. Cooper Cup is better than Mari Cooper. Right? OK, so. Like, I think it's a mixture of both. And you are totally correct that ever since that Cardinals-Packers game, they have just been on a downward trend. And another thing that affected them, even though one was playing and one was not, was the injury, <clears throat> was the injuries of DeAndre Hopkins and uh, J.J. Watt. I think that totally affected their leadership there. And those roles are so, like, they're such a key success to that program, you know? Yeah, and D-Hop was supposed i say in quotation marks to return to the cardinals if they had beaten the rams which of course they did not um but yeah ever since they uh he got injured in that um monday night game against the rams uh surprisingly uh, surprisingly um i think it it just hasn't been good to be it wouldn't be good to be a cardinals fan right now and i'm I feel for the Cardinals fans uh, in Arizona right now after that disappointing uh, end to their season. Yeah, personally, I thought the Cardinals were going to win, and I thought it was actually going to be closer than it truly was. So Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, if I was a Cardinals fan, I totally feel your pain. Uh, but Let's move on to the San Francisco 49ers, though, mm-hmm. um, who faced the Dallas Cowboys and, of course, won 23 to. 17 
do you think that the Niners just got lucky, Kenji, or do you think that the Cowboys just weren't the they or do you think that the 49ers just a better team? Um, you know what? I think that uh overall that the 49ers are a better team. Um they had a, an amazing first half and they kind of decreased in the second half, you know. I think the ma- major like key change was when Fred Warner and Nick Bosa both got hurt and everything. And that's kind of when the Cowboys started to like keep their offense rolling and their defense boost confidence. You got me, I do not know why, right? But um me me and our friend Jacob, we were both like we were both saying this when we were hanging out with a couple of days ago is that, you know what, the 49ers were kind of getting fancy in the second half, you know, the interception by Jimmy G um, to, I forgot which safety it was, but it was to a Cowboy safety. I feel like that was totally unnecessary. If they just kept on running the clock out with Elijah Mitchell, who had an amazing game, right? I feel like they, this would have, they wouldn't have the crazy ending they had where the Cowboys yeah. were planning on to come back. Yeah, and I think um, I think there's a lot wrong about how that game ended because um, I think, uh, you know, everyone's going to blame the official just to blame the official, just because we all hate officials yeah, as football fans. But it was, if you go back to the tape, uh, Dak Prescott, he's supposed to, or whoever uh, had possession of the ball, which was Prescott, is supposed to hand the ball to the referee who was booking it from the 50-yard line. Yeah. And um, then you're not supposed to place the ball yourself. You have to have the ref place it. And that's how the game ended. So it just ended in a very Cowboys way. But I agree that um, the 49ers overall, especially in the past, uh, in the second half, especially for the Niners, they have just been the better team. Mm-hmm. And it saves uh, Kyle Shanahan's uh, job because uh, we did talk about earlier in the NFL season uh, whether Kyle Shanahan was going to lose his job or not. Um, so, yeah, quick turnaround for um, the uh, former Washington offensive coordinator mm-hmm. uh, who also um, had Matt LaFleur and Sean, Sean McVay. McVay on his team. Yeah. On the year that they went three and thirteen, and per, like one last thing I need to add to the 49ers is that they are probably the most like they're the second most surprising team in the NFL this year. Who would you say is the surprising? Uh, the Bengals. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, I was not expecting Joe Burrow to like completely thread the needle and dominate, and it's the Bengals. Like they have been terrible for the past how many years and everything, and now they're at ASC North champions, but. The San Francisco 49ers really surprised me because they they started so poorly. They were wondering if uh, Jimmy G was going to get benched at Trey Lance. They had so many questions, and now they're in the playoffs. They finished uh, above 500. It's it's really unbelievable to see what they did. Yeah, and uh, I should say uh, to our listeners out there that um, uh, Nick Bosa is uh, projected to return. He cleared concussion protocol. I haven't seen anything on uh, Fred Warner, uh, so I I guess it's either a game day decision or it, he won't be playing. So mm-hmm. that's going to really factor into tonight's game against the Packers, uh, who just got healthier uh, 
with uh, Jerry Alexander coming back as mm -hmm. the corner, and um, I think someone else came back. Yeah, uh, Zadaria Smith, and then they also have their starting left tackle back, David Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari, that's yeah. what I was who's actually Who's actually going to, like, actually play a full game today. Yes. So... So now uh, we will move on to the Arizona Cardinals. And as we mentioned, uh, as Jake mentioned before, I should say, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, he has not had a good second half of, of a season in all of his coaching career in Texas Tech and the Arizona Cardinals. To be exact, he has had a 16 and 43 record. Uh, yes, 43 record. Yeah, and that is beyond awful right yeah so especially for a coach that was trying to bring a winning culture back to arizona exactly which he to his credit he's done but he just can't finish the job exactly you know there are, there are many coaches like that like for example mm -hmm. um like if we kind of shift over to college football uh kirby smart is kind of one of those guys but other than that point you know so we can the, talk about coaches who yeah, can exactly start off the season hot and fall off really fast. Yeah, exactly. So like the question, the main question is like, how long does Cliff Kingsbury stay in Arizona? And like there, like since his contract is coming up, do you think he's worth that supermax deal since he has this bad of a record in the second half? Well, there's two questions there. Um, the first one is, is that I think he stays for the rest of his contract. Uh, I think he has another year left in his contract, oh. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, that, that's my mistake. Um, and um, I don't think that Cliff Kingsbury will be re-signed as head coach after his contract is end, has ended. Uh, and what's really interesting is Mina Kimes from ES, of ESPN uh, really um, – really criticized not King Cliff Kingsbury, but uh, Steve Kime, the general manager of uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, here's exactly what she said, according to um, the AZ Central. Um, quote, the fact that they're so dependent on a single wide receiver, I believe is an indictment, not only of their offensive system, but their entire roster. We try and blame one person after a collapse like this, but this was an in institutional failure. We saw a quarterback who was panicking under pressure, a head coach that I believe took too long to make adjustments. And when his offensive line was getting obliterated by the pass rush and roster that lacked depth. Kenji, what do you think of that statement? Uh, I think she's totally right. And I think Nina Kahn, Mina Kimes is one of like the most smartest reporters like out there and mm -hmm. everything. And uh she she nailed everything. You know, watching that Cardinals game, it was like it's like this is not what we saw in the regular season and everything. And the games they did win, they did win in the second half. It's like this is not the same team we saw. Right? Yeah, because the first half of the season, Kyler Murray was a was an MVP front runner, not just candidate, a front runner. Yeah. And then the game against Green Bay happened. And then um, ever since you saw reports like, oh, there's like some lack of leadership from Kyler Murray or, uh, and then JJ Watt goes down, D-Hop goes down. Um, and some of the veteran guys just aren't performing up to uh, 
part. And it's just, while the team itself overall had a good season, I wouldn't say it was a failure of a season, mm-hmm. but I would say that the Cardinals just had it. Just, Cliff Kingsbury just did what Cliff Kingsbury does best, and that's fade off into uh, fade off into dust at the end of the season. Yeah, and uh, kind of like going back about like how long does he stay in Arizona? And my my personal opinion on this is that. Uh, he is going. He is going to stay in Arizona, and but he is not going to get a crazy contract like most coaches are getting. Um, and this is why: is that Cliff Kingsbury? He is such an offensive mastermind. You know his, and I've talked about this before in our podcast, saying that he is so unique and everything. And his like play designs are like it's like a little tricky. It's like every play is a trick play. Like who would ever expect like Rondell Moore to like like run a swing route and everything and then like cut back upfield, you know, like mm-hmm. defenses are not prepared for that. Like he is so, he is so good, everything. And if he does not get resigned by Arizona Cardinals, everyone's going to go for him as an offensive coordinator. Yeah. I was about to say, he would make a fantastic offensive mm-hmm. coordinator. Yeah. Exactly. I, I just don't, I think that he'll, uh, once his contract runs out with Arizona, that he will get a head coaching job somewhere, maybe with, a team that's struggling and is looking to get back to that top. I see him as like um, uh, in baseball terms, kind of like a Buck Showalter, someone who's hired to get the team to be good and then will be let go or fired uh, and be replaced with the guy who can win them, in this case, the Super Bowl. Yeah, like uh, another comparison to Cliff Kingsbury, and I'm getting a little off track a little bit, but um, he's kind of like a Lane Kiffin, you know. Like, mm. He is terrible at coaching defenses. You just give that to the de- defensive coordinator and everything. But like his offensive play calling is just like, like you look at the TV and say, "Wow," you know, because you don't know what to expect, and they can put so many high numbers. But um, uh, now let's turn it to Jake with the Seattle Seahawks news. Yeah, so Seattle Seahawks fans rejoice, throw a party. The Seahawks actually did something with their coaching staff, and it was not firing Pete Carroll. It was firing defensive coordinator Ken Norton Jr. after four years, four seasons with the team, four disappointing seasons with the team. Uh, they let go of their defensive coordinator uh, after the LOB has just been uh, disintegrated to oblivion, and the Seahawks are seen as one of the worst defenses in the NFL, um, and holy cow, I, when I saw this news, I texted Kenji and another one of my friends who's a Seahawks fan, I'm like, uh, I can't say it, I can't say what I said, because uh, it's not radio friendly, yeah. but let's just say, let's go! Yeah, definitely, yeah, I, I was completely shocked that they did this decision, and I'm happy with decision too because he need, he needs to be gone he is not his dad he is not his dad yeah because <laughs> his dad was a it was a good football player yeah. and everything uh, you're saying that ken norton's not pete carroll's dad and i'm like i oh, don't no. think so <laughs> no 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 <laughs> so but that doesn't mean the seattle seahawks are um the seahawks are in search of a defensive coordinator of course they are looking at uh clint hurt defensive line coach and assistant head coach. Um, they, um, 
of the um, bears, uh, or rather of the, I'm sorry, I don't, they also are looking at um, Ed Donatel of the Broncos, DC of the Broncos, Ed Desai, um, defense coordinator of the Bears, um, but uh, Desai and Witt Jr. Um, are all, um, are being a, uh, they're the guy, John Witt Jr., who is a uh, Green Bay Packers uh, defense coordinator. They're all being um, requested to interview, but they are leaning to Desai and Witt Jr. Um, Kenji, what do you think of these candidates? Mm -hmm. And who do you think the Seahawks will eventually sign come the next couple of weeks? Well, um, I don't know. This is this is a very tough. This is very tough because they kind of relied on Ken Orton and they thought he was like good, and even right. though he wasn't. But like out of all these candidates, like even though they're they're not leading toward and Ed Donatel for the for the Denver Broncos, I think that would be a perfect pickup. And they should do whatever it takes to get him, you know, mm -hmm. um, because he like it's surprising to see like what that Broncos defense is like. You know, they always finish like toward the bottom of the division because they're in a tough division. But they're the defensive numbers and their their overall performance as a defense is like kind of incredible. And losing Von Miller is not really a help, but they still like maintain their ground, you know. So that would be my personal opinion. But since they're uh, leaning toward uh, Sean Desai and Joe Witt. I should say Joe Witt is Dallas Cowboys, not Green Bay Packers. My bad. I yeah, misread. Yeah, I don't know. I think that since he does have connections with John Schneider and everything, I think it's going to be Joe Witt. And yeah. he really, like, even though Trayvon Diggs is, like, I know he made the Pro Bowl and he's an all-pro, but he's kind of overrated. But here's the For thing. For reasons uh we can talk about some other time yeah but like joe witt kind of turned around that secondary it's like i was completely shocked about how joe witt like did his job and made the defensive backs of that team really good yeah and uh, nothing against trayvon diggs and because i i think he's talented but he allows a lot of yards we saw him get burnt by brandon Ayuk, asu legend here um uh, in the game against the Niners last weekend. Um, but uh, Joe Witt, uh, they have connect, uh, he and Schneider have connections uh, from their time in Green Bay. Um, and I think that Joe Witt is the likely uh, scenario. I, I wouldn't mind Desai either because the Bears um, do have, um, they still do have a good defense. They've just been they just have Matt Nagy. Yeah, they just have a struggling offense and their coach was Matt Nagy. Yeah. And um but yeah, if if it's not one of these guys, like I wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks don't at least request to interview Vic Fangio. Mm -hmm. Um, because that was my pick uh before um all the requests got put out to the public. So yeah. Um but I don't see Vic Fangio uh, being requested by the Seahawks right now. Yeah. But it, in my opinion, it's going to be Witt Jr. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. So now let's actually move on to our third part of this, uh, third part of the show, which is our pred predictions. My bad. And first, we have the San Francisco 49ers at Green Bay Packers, which is actually airing tonight 
in prime time. So Jake's fifteen uh, Arizona time. And uh, Jake, who do you got? Um, I I have um, the Packers winning thirty eight to twenty eight. I think it's going to be a very offensive game, uh, especially with the Packers. Even though they're getting back to a more healthy defense, uh, I don't think that the defense is. I don't think guys like Alexander are going to be um, playing 100% on the field today, um, but who knows? Uh, but I think the loss of potential loss of Fred Warner and Nick Bosa probably not going to be playing 100% today uh, is going to affect um, the Niners. Debo Samuel, I think, will per, will be the performing uh, piece of the offense for the Niners, but uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to do Aaron Rodgers things in Green, and it's in Green Bay, it's in Lambeau, and I it, the Packers just went at Lambeau. So, yeah, um, I also have the Packers uh, winning as well, and uh, that's redundant. But and I have them winning uh, thirty-four to twenty-three. Uh, Rodgers is completely on fire, and he's the MVP for a reason, you know. Um, the players around Rodgers and returning starters, like we mentioned before, Jair Alexander, Zadarius Smith, and David Bakhtiari are definitely going to help everything. And um, the main thing is the quite like not so much Nick Bosa anymore because he cleared concussion protocol, protocol, but questions about the injuries of Fred Warner like are going to totally affect this defense terribly, you know, because Nick Bosa and Fred Warner, you can talk about all them all you want but they are the true captains of this team yeah you know? uh of that defense uh, and of the entire team they are so good that it's not even fun and um they they just proved it throughout all their seasons they've been in the league and um uh why i say this is because the defense kind of crumbled during the dallas game like even though i'm going back in time the defense really crumbled against the against the dallas cowboys um when Warner and Bosa were both out. So yeah, um, and, and I would not be surprised if uh, the defense just crumbles for the Niners, even though it's been kind of their sticking point throughout the entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, now for the LA Rams and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I have the Rams losing thirty-one to twenty-two. Tom Brady and the Bucks. I think the defense will perform well for the Rams, even though though I said thirty-one points. But Brady and the Bucks, I think, are it's hard to bet against Brady in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I know the, I don't think the, uh, I think the uh, Buccaneers. I almost said Braves, wrong sport. And I think the Bucks aren't going to be completely healthy. I think they're getting some guys back, um, but it. I still think it's going to be Bucks all the way. Yeah, so I also have the Bucks winning actually 27 to 20. So I'm going a little less scoring, but the same amount of points for the Rams. Uh, like you said, Brady is always unbelievable to watch in the playoffs. Like, and I said this about I said this about Rodgers being the MVP, but Brady is the GOAT for the reason, you know. He is unbelievable. He has Sony accolades, etc. 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 We I can talk an hour about him probably. Um, defenses for both sides will be great, even though the Bucs are missing some key additions like Shaquille Barrett and uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. Uh, and that's actually why um, I actually have a lower score because I feel like it's going to be defensive but offensive at the same time. And Matthew Stafford, 
like he's just not as great as he like once was in the beginning of the season. Like exactly, these two teams met in uh, week three of the regular season. Like I just pulled up the um, Buccaneers uh, stat line, everything. Um, uh, Matthew Stafford's stat line against the Bucs in week three. He had 343 yards and four touchdowns, no interceptions. Everything. Dang. And that was before OBJ and when he still had Robert Woods uh, still healthy, you know? Yeah, I think the last Robert Woods really affected the Rams yeah. I, uh, down the stretch. Mm-hmm. I feel like Robert Woods is kind of the safety value target for Matthew Stafford. Like, you know, he can check down to him, etc. Yeah, if, if Cooper ain't open... You got Robert Woods open, and yeah, then you got exactly. Odell Beckham, who performed pretty well last weekend. Yeah, I agree. And, yeah, it's this – I think that Matthew Stafford is just not going to play as well as he did in uh, week three and everything in, in yeah. the beginning of the season. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so that's going to be it for us here at um, Best of the West. My name is Jake Brown, and I'm here with Kenji Ito. On our next show, we'll talk about – Uh, The divisional round, we'll see if the Rams or Niners move on. Uh, And then we'll also talk about our awards, uh, such as MVP, Offense Player of the Year, uh, within the NFC NFC West division. So I will, uh, so check check us out on Twitter at Best of the West Blaze, B-O-T-W, Blaze, on Twitter. And there will be some polls come this week to decide who should be the MVP offense player of the year, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place here at the Bill Austin radio studio. I am Jake Brown here with Kenji Ito, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.